0: Okay, we're back, everybody. This is mid-June, no, June 9th, Thursday. Right now, you hear an airplane over my head, or you probably don't, because I probably have the music going, but it's it's almost 10 a.m. And I'll just be honest, I'm saying this with great levity and great excitement. This has been the worst week of my life. I'm gonna say it. Yeah, I think so. Um, so I've recorded throughout the week. There's one recording I'm going to apologize right now. Horrible audio. I don't know what happened. I apologize, but I'm keeping it in. I'll see what I can do uh, to kind of make it sound better. But I don't think there's much uh, that I'm capable of. But anyway, I'm here again. I've checked in with you guys. So I've done my part. Have you done yours? What have you been doing? What have you done for me lately? What have you done for me lately? Do, 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 do. Ooh, yeah. Um anyway, uh, well, hi, and it's good to be here. It's good to be back. And um you're gonna hear all about my week. Long story short, right, I am um in a hotel. Uh not not currently, I'm not in the hotel anymore. I'm now in my house kind of supervising uh people working on my plumbing. Couldn't have nicer people working on my problems, but still, this isn't my idea of a good time. And I'm under the gun with a deadline, and I'm not able to work. So it's kind of killing me. And this is the whole reason I'm trying to not have deadlines and trying to like space everything out more and not have to work like this, so that when shit goes down in life, I don't have to be you know, I don't have to uh, be freaked out because I'm like, well, that's okay. I, you know, this is just basically some forced time off. Wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah, so if I didn't have a deadline right now, I think I would be loving this experience. I'm like, cool, I get to stay in a hotel and I'm just kind of, I don't know. It's It feels like a little relief. You get away from home for a while. It's like a forced vacation. I don't know. But that's not how it is because I have allocated a certain amount of Days and without any days off to finish this show, and I can't work. Anyway, you guys don't know what I'm talking about yet. But long story short, the power line, the big pole that holds up the power line nearest to my house, they uh, put it on top of my the plumbing pipes that lead to the city sewage. um, When they put it in, so it's been slowly crushing my pipes, which is why I've been having plumbing issues ever since living in this house. So when my plumber figured this out, it was after hours the other day, after many, many attempts to figure this out. Then he figured it out and, um, shout out to Aaron. Love you, Aaron. Um, then The whole, and then we had to find emergency numbers for city sewage, city power, PUD. Everybody's out. Everybody's out. All week long, there have been a ton of. Or actually, for three days now, there have been just like a whole squad of city workers with cherry pickers, and they're they're like anyway. Yesterday, they had to completely take down the pole, chop down the pole, put up a new one. The whole neighborhood was out of power all day. So that's what's going on. Um, You know, developed a sinus infection along the way. Have bad blood test results. You're going to hear all about it. So I shouldn't give it all away. That's quite the tease. Anyway, I know I'm miserable, but listen, life's really getting me down. This is not my fault. This is not just like, oh, I'm kind of feeling like I'm just going to choose to be in a bad mood. No, this is beyond that. This is, uh, I don't know who does that. I'm going to choose to be in a bad mood today. I don't know what I'm comparing myself to. Oh, life. Life, 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 life. Why life? Anyway, all right. We've all been there. We've all been through too much in the last few years anyway. So everything just feels harder all the time. But, you know, I have laughed a lot. I've laughed. It is comical, the whole thing. So I'm making the most of it. And I'm trying my best. So I love you guys. Uh, there's going to be a lot more to come. And I'll talk to you at the end. Who else has discovered the frightening truth that so much that seems normal and acceptable in your life is only that way... Well, wait. Is no longer that way when it's in your past? <laughs> then you're like, "What? Well, that shit was crazy. And then you, And then... You realize that you just accepted something absolutely wildly horrible. My hands up, both of my hands are up. Anybody else out there come to that realization? It's a weird one because, yeah, you think you're you think you're living your your best life. You think you're wise, you know, and then you you're, you realize, oh God. What was wrong with me? And also, how long are we going to be feeling this? How long is this going to keep happening? <laughs> okay, you guys, I wanted to start warning you. I can't remember if I've brought this up or not on here, but you know, with the whole situation where my Instagram got hacked, that was just one of about 17,000 reminders that I need to, we all need to, I'm going to speak for everybody, but I specifically need to not rely on Instagram for anything related to my business as an artist, or if you can call the podcast a business, although it's not because I don't make any money and I don't know that I want to. Eventually I want to, I would love, okay. I would love to, (laughs) you guys convinced me, you twist my arm. Um, So anyway, it's just not a good, it's just not a good idea after what I've, and you guys have probably been the same as me where after I got hacked, it seems like everybody, I would say like 5% of the people I follow all also got hacked and, and you know, had, they all had to get new accounts because again, I got so lucky that I basically, I don't know, convinced my hacker, where was he from? I can't remember, somewhere in Africa. But anyway, convinced him that he loved me and, uh, you know, he let me buy my fucking Instagram account back, which is so wild because that was not his goal. It was so weird. This whole thing was so weird. Anyway, you know, I saw other people like um, that illustrator Lisa Congdon, I think her name is. She talked about this about maybe eight months ago on Instagram, where she realized, you know, Instagram does not care about anybody on its platform. And, you know, they own your images if you post them on there anyway, which is terrifying, the amount of damage they can do. And I guess Facebook, too. I don't know anything about Facebook, but aren't they the same? And she was saying, I can't remember. I'll have to look at her original post because it was so well worded. And then my friend Charlie, Charlie Ravioli, hello, Charlie, Uh, recently posted something, I believe Charlie, I think he has a a private account, but I loved what he posted the other day, which was, you know, kind of like a call to bring back keeping in touch via postcard um, with friends rather than on Instagram. A, you're supporting the USPS here in the United States anyway. um, And, you know, it's just a better thing than relying on stupid ass Instagram. And so, anyway, I recently started the blog section of my website, which is under news. It started as news because that's where I was intending on always putting up, you know, whatever shows I have up, which I never updated regularly. But my new goal is I will be slowly migrating over. And so I've started started the process. I've updated the – I'm going to call it the blog – what should I call it, blogger news, you guys? I have no idea. Maybe I should just call it a blog. Or just updates. Anyway, if anybody has any thoughts, tell me what I should call it because I'm not, I'm not well versed in this arena. But um, so long story short, Instagram doesn't care about you, and you know the whole fucked up algorithm. Oh, back to Lisa Congdon. So she was saying, you know, Instagram, the algorithm, the algorithm shifted a little less than a year ago, and. It made it impossible for people to get attention. Like people, like Lisa, who has a million followers, and all, you know she really relied on that for her business. It was just this accidental thing that a lot of people fell into, where they're like, "Well, Instagram helps me make a lot of money." And uh, she's not an influencer; she's an illustrator. And then, you know, and then she noticed when the algorithm shifted, she went from, let's say. Let's just do a a funny thing. Let's say 50,000 people liked her posts, which is a lot of people. And then it went down after that algorithm shifted again, which they always shift it. All of a sudden, only 500 people were seeing her post. It was something that severe. Now, I, you know, since I do have my shop on robinoneal.com forward slash shop, uh, which I, you know, Try to do launches a couple times a year now, even though my book is always available on there and some stickers and some fun shit. But I ended up really, to be honest with you, that really helped, helped supplement my income Um, during covid where I can't travel. I often, you know, make a good deal of my money lecturing and touring around doing shit, whatever that is like, you know, university visits, museum visits and. Um, couldn't do that during COVID, and also, anyway, so, and the shop was so well promoted on Instagram, and I, and I have to give myself credit, I'm not bad at that kind of shit, like, somehow, I'm, I'm good at knowing how to get people's attention on there, for the, I mean, again, I only have, I have very few followers, I only have, like, 8,000 followers, but I, I, I think they're, like, genuine followers, you know what I mean, and, and I, Oh, well, I don't know. This is an exhausting conversation for me, but long story short, I'm looking forward to migrating over to my blog uh, on my website. So the other day I posted about my, you know, seven year anniversary of me reading stuff approaching this month. And I was really excited. I did a super cut of me reading stuff. You guys should check it out on my website, Robinoneal.com forward slash news or whatever it is. And, um, you know, as a, as opposed to the day before where something I posted about my drawings got like so many views and likes or whatever it was. And then this thing, which I was more excited about, frankly, this me reading stuff, super cut of last week's episode. No, nobody liked. Well, okay. That, I'm again, exaggerating. Great people liked it and said nice things, but it was, it was, again, it was kind of like the Lisa Congon 50,000 likes to 500 likes. It was like, very, nobody saw it is what I'm saying. So if you rely on the stupid social media site that doesn't care about you, it's just not right. Like I would rather have, I mean, I can't beat that kind of exposure. I'm not going to have the possibility of 8,000 people looking at my website every day where I have that as a possibility on Instagram. But who, I don't think I care because you're, you know, again, it's back to the company you keep, right? Like my mom and dad said to me so many times, you are the company you keep. I don't want to be the company I keep with Instagram, the business. So anyway, and I think a lot of us should. And I just loved what Charlie Ravioli said, which was, yeah, get, you know, well, it's what's the what's the difference? It's so much more genuine and lovable. If I, if, let's say, like, um, Charlie's partner and I, we love sending each other hot dog messages on Instagram, right? So if Freddie Spaghetti and I um, want to send each other an awesome hot dog photo, why don't we, you know, print it out or draw it on a postcard and send it to each other in the real mail and say, What's up, Freddie Spaghetti? I love you and I love hot dogs and this hot dog loves you too. Love, Robin. I mean, that's way better than getting on your dumb DMs in there, and out. you know what I mean. Anyway, Charlie Ravioli and Freddie Spaghetti, I love those guys. They are my favorite people. I think in America, I really do. I think they're my favorite people in America, and they know how to live, and they know how to they know how to be. I don't know. Ugh, happy Pride to them, and also, so anyway. I'm excited about this prospect. Oh, so yesterday when I realized, okay, very few people saw this awesome supercut I made. Well, you know what I'll do? I'll put it on my blog on my website. And I did. And I have no idea how many people see. I don't look at the analytics on my website. I probably never will. I think if I get into that mindset, that's going to be weird. And that's what you're doing all the time on Instagram, like by knowing how many people like and look and whatever. It's just a dangerous territory. Again, it's not what people are meant to see and do. I mean, unless you're a marketing major in college where you care about that kind of stuff. So anyway, the point is, I would like to uh, this is a call for other artists out there. And that's basically what Charlie was saying is like a call for all of us. Just start thinking about this. Bring back real connection. Bring back taking the time. And, you know, I think I told you guys, or I may have told my friend, but, I mean, as soon as this next show that I'm working on, shout out to Inman Gallery in Houston, Texas, where my next show is in September, um, and also in the, uh, we're in the Armory show this fall. I'm in the Armory show this fall with through Inman Gallery, and I'm very excited about that, and I just made a big drawing on canvas for that. So look out for that New York city. Um, I, when I'm done with that, I have a very short, like a very serious deadline right now. So I don't know that I can really do what I was doing, which was Sundays off me. I'm going to take Sundays off every Sunday. And one of the things I want to do on my Sunday away from the studio is my correspondence day. So that's when I would write a postcard to charlie or you know and i even have a section of my yarn room set up for it already so i have something going for stephanie gehring the great poet who we know on this podcast um you guys uh, uh, you know you guys know how to follow her online i've talked about her many times but i'll put a link in the description here for stephanie gehring uh and also you know check out the episodes where i've read her poetry on here i think she's one of the greatest living poets alive and you're going to be lucky to be in on this early because, I, you know, big things, like long term. This is like long term people will know her work forever kind of stuff. So get in on that. And happy pride to Stephanie as well. So I'm just saying, I'm just saying we got a lot to improve upon and, and we can do so in the most I don't know, lovable, loving, cute, sweet ways. Um, you know, back to basics. Imagine you're living in a different time period. It feel, You know I love that. I always pretend like I'm living in 1992 or 96. 96 would be good, I feel. 96, I was in college, my first year of college. Um, I got into college in 1995, East Texas State University. Commerce, Texas. I loved it. I loved it from the minute from the minute I visited with my parents. I loved it. And I live in a town now that feels like the Washington State version of that, although it's not even a college town. But Commerce, Texas didn't even feel like a college town either. I mean, there was nothing. I'm not gonna say nothing special about it, but there was nothing collegiate about it, that's for sure. We didn't even have a bookstore, for God's sake. I mean, we did on campus for textbooks, but how sad is that? When I think about that now, that's upsetting. I went to college in a town that didn't have a bookstore, people. That tells you a lot about commerce. But we did have a McDonald's. We did have a Chicken Express. We did have a Walmart. That was like the size of my house. It was so small. And I don't remember the name of the grocery store out there. Oh god, was it Win Dixie? All I know is that I loved going to college. And so I like to pretend and and in the night in the mid 90s like that. You know, I had a boyfriend back home where I went to high school. Uh he wasn't in high school. He was older than me, but he wasn't going to college with me. So he was back in the metroplex as we called it, the Dallas-Fort Worth metroplex. Um and he was great, by the way, introduced me to so many amazing things. And, I mean, what am I trying to say? His name was Colin. And we would write every single day. We wrote a letter to each other because we couldn't afford, like back then, you guys need to realize, we couldn't afford to talk on the phone every day. You can't do that. That, costed, that cost money. Cost money? Costed money? Cost money. (laughs) Did I go to college? Did I go to elementary school, you guys? I don't even know anymore. It doesn't seem like it. Do I sound dumb most of the time, or do I sound smart, or do I sound medium? I don't know. I know I'm smart in my own way, but I'm not... I don't know. I I, I was the valedictorian of my graduating class, by the way. Not in high school, but in college. They don't really do that in college, but they did some ceremony, I remember, and I had the highest GPA of anybody graduating that year. So Um, that was awesome. And I did win some crazy academic scholarship. I remember that. Well, I mean, in the beginning I did. But anyway, so I I was good in school. I I, I was actually excellent at school. But that doesn't make you smart. I've started to realize all the versions of smart that that are out there, the – academic kind is very low priority when you think about it. But anyway, um and I'm not saying all that to brag. I'm saying that cuz I'm wondering, is that the only kind of smart I am? I mean, I'm obviously visually intelligent and I'm spatially intelligent, meaning I, you know, I stay away from people at the grocery store. I don't crowd them in lines. I don't stand up close to them and and I'm also aware that I'm not blocking people when I'm just standing in the grocery store. That's the that's my that is my all-time ultimate intelligence test. If you're spatially intelligent. if you're the type of person that's just wandering around in life, not knowing that you're blocking other people from doing things, I kind of hate you. I kind of seriously just like I don't even know if you're worth anybody's time. i I hate that is my number one hate in life. Our spatially, Dumb people. <laughs> it drives me crazy. I wish I could calm down and i'm I'm a really open minded person about everybody, but if you're spatially not intelligent i can't I can't take it. It's a big deal with me. It's a very big deal with me. Oh, what was I talking about? So yeah, Colin and I would write handwritten letters and Oh, my God, packages. I mean, you name it, we were doing it through the mail, and it was awesome. It was so sweet and fun and exciting, and I loved it. I sometimes dream about that postal room. It had these, I mean, they almost look like real gold post boxes, post office boxes, PO boxes, and you had this old-fashioned key. I mean, I know this. it's brass. All of this was probably brass, but it looked like gold. Like, to me, as an 18-year-old, um person I felt like it was gold it, it reminded me of being in an old hotel in Manhattan in the 1920s and 30s or something. It was just so fun and there's a scene in Felicity where I remember Felicity's really like in this in a similar situation in a in a in the you know campus mail room or whatever um, and I think she's trying to get she was she mailed something to Ben and she was trying to get it out it was awesome. Like, she didn't want him to see it. She admitted she loved him or she followed him to school. That was so crazy. Felicity, when you think about it, is, like, the most psychotic stalker that we've ever had on TV. She seems really cute and simple and nice, but she's not. She's a stone-cold psycho. So, um, anyway, yeah, mail, mail. We need to mail each other. We need to get off of Instagram. We need and not entirely. So what I'm going to do is I'll have my Instagram. My plan anyway is you have your Instagram and you just always refer to your website like you, you say you know, and one day you say like I, I have moved. Oh, yeah. Damien had an idea like we have a moving announcement like I have moved almost like I'm changing my address. Yeah. You know, send your send your mail over here now. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm phasing it out. And then, you know, the top post will say all updates over on my blog or something like that, you know. Anyway, what do you guys think about that? Are you thinking about the same things? Any of you guys who make a living making art understand this. I, I'm sure you do. And anyway, we've got, we've got solutions here on mereadingstuff.com forward slash I'm cool. <laughs> Just kidding. That's not none of that is a website, but it should be. And that is actually a Damien quote. Last night, I don't know what he was saying. He was saying something. He was helping me with this thought process about my website, something about my website. He said, robinoneillcom forward slash I'm cool. And actually, I'm going to do it, and it's going to be, <laughs> I'm going to change it like every month. It's going to be some hideous photo of me, some ridiculous photo of me um, from like my teen years. Uh, we'll see. We'll see about that. RobinO'Neill.com forward slash I'm cool. I'm going to create that very soon. So, um, you know, alert the media. So, back to the iced coffee thing, Kathy, uh, from last week. I cannot even believe it. So, to anybody out there, if you have an espresso machine or any machine like this, I guess, um, for coffee, you can just put ice in your cup or mug or whatever it is you use. And you brew that coffee right on top. You brew that espresso right on top of the ice, and some of it melts, and then you use your straw or a spoon to, like, froth it up. So I've got this. Anyway, it's a life-changing thing, and I swear, as much as I have going on right now, that's sort of upsetting. None of it matters because I have this iced coffee. And the sound that the ice cubes make, listen. love it. It's beautiful. There's this foamy froth. There's ice. I've always loved ice. When you, when you live in a warm climate like Texas for so long, you know, you're just obsessed with ice. I remember that being the biggest thing as a Texan university student, um, East Texas State University. I remember when I went to British studies and did a semester in London, um, that was one of the first things you hear. Does anybody have this experience as an American when you go to Europe for the first time? Number one concern, we had meetings prepping us for you know, for the whole trip, like what the international plane ride's gonna be like, how early you have to get to the airport. But number one on every one of those agendas and those meetings was you need to be prepared that you cannot get ice in your drinks. Even if it's a Coke, you better be prepared to drink that without ice. I, this is all we talked about. I swear there, it was even brought up, you know, when we all met at the airplane gate or whatever with our sponsor. Like, just, you know, enjoy that ice on this plane ride because you're never going to see ice again. Like, Europe doesn't have ice. And it was true, though. I have to say, I don't know if things have changed. I don't remember really thinking about the ice. But when you're a first-time Europe Europe goer as a kid... Or a young person, that is the thing you learn is to just prepare to not so so I have this huge appreciation for ice and especially maybe that was a Texas thing. Because Texans are so we need ice to survive, basically. And so like there's just looking at ice in a in a glass like this. I put it in a tumbler sometimes, you know, like a metal tumbler to keep it cold. But that almost keeps it too cold because then the ice cubes aren't aren't melting. They're, 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 you know, these tumblers do a great job of keeping them iced. So, so you don't get this like long-term effect that you have with the iced coffee. Anyway, the iced coffee has changed my life. It like, it's a bright spot. It's a bright spot in my day here in the studio, which I am working on putting up all sorts of new canvas. So there's a lot of measurements today, which is not my favorite thing, but we are probably an hour from being done. We've also got really nice rainfall. It's a dark day. It is still like October here in Washington State, and I am not complaining. Okay, more soon. I was just thinking about how I wondered if you guys with podcasts you listen to have, or and even sp- specifically, I was thinking with me, um, if you guys have something I have, which is when you really like fall in love with a podcast host or their, sh- you know, just in general with what they do. Um, do you get this worry that they could possibly change or like I, okay, basically I'm not going to reveal which podcast this is that I have fallen in love with over the last week, but I'm so obsessed and so glad that it's been around, not as long as me reading stuff, but almost, and, um, that I have all of these to go through. You know, that feeling when you're like, finally, I found what I need right now for, you know, the studio or the drive or cleaning the house or whatever. And my new podcast that I'm obsessed with, I am falling so deeply in love with the podcast that if anything were to change, um, or if it were to go away, I guess, because I don't see this person changing or anything, but I'm just saying, oh God, what if something happens? Or if all of a sudden they get a co-host or some horrible event like that. So anyway, again, not revealing this is a private thing, but for now... I don't know why it's private, because it's totally benign, hilarious uh, thing, this podcast. But, yeah, I'm very concerned. Do you guys ever have that? By the way, you should have that with me, because I'm a bit unpredictable. For a very predictable person, I am kind of unhinged and a loose cannon. You just don't know what I'm going to do at any given moment. You can ask my mom. There was, a, I don't know, a couple years ago, something was going on, and I called her up one day. I mean, there was a million things going on always. I called her up one day, and I said, Mom... Guess what I did yesterday. You're never going to believe it. And she goes, Robin, at this point, (coughs) excuse me, Robin, at this point, I have no clue. I made it sound like there was some big tagline there or big punchline, but there wasn't. It was just my mom admitting defeat with ever being able to predict me. But then at the same time, there's so many things that are so predictable about me. All right. You heard me sniffle in. I have a sinus infection, number one. Number two, City power line crushed my plumbing pipes. I'm out of plumbing right now. The guy told me I have about five or six flushes for the night, so I'm not going to a hotel. Uh, But it's not looking good, guys. The whole plumbing situation on our house is not working. Um, It's disgusting. You don't even want to know how bad it is. But my week has been a nightmare. Not only that, some of you guys who tuned into my Instagram Live, hello, everybody who tuned in. That was so much fun. You guys missed it. Some of you missed it. I did a tour of our refrigerator, didn't I, everybody? Didn't I? We went in there. We went deep. It was like 20 minutes of refrigerator. But anyway, um, so other things are going on. You guys heard, heard it here first on the Instagram Live that I had horrible blood test results that we don't know what's going on but it's really scary and really bad Uh, at least it feels bad it doesn't seem good and I'm hoping it's just my new medication that's causing the problems that's the best case scenario but now I'm not allowed to take Advil or Tylenol or anything like that which is a problem because I'm also in a flare up with my spondylitis where I can barely move without wanting to cry out in pain Sinus infection, no Advil, no alcohol. Not that that really affects me, but I, you know, at this point I need any relief. Um, You know, marijuana doesn't really relieve any of this pain, any of these problems with me. And I have the highest tolerance of anybody you've ever met for shit like this. So it it would be like I would have to get completely baked out of my mind in in order to feel nothing. And at that point, then I can't work. And I've got to work. i got this deadline. Now I'm probably kicked out of my house for a couple of days while the whole city and the city sewage plays and everybody's fixing everything. You don't even want to know how much money I've spent. But now that we figured out it's the city, it looks like the city might be paying me back for all of this. I mean, this is crazy. Oh, Damien's out of town. Damien feels terrible because he's not here with all the shit going down. Literally Shit. You guys don't hear me say literally a lot, but this is a this is the moment when you're talking about a bunch of shit going down, and you're talking about the city pipes, my pipes, and the city power lines. Everything's busting, crushed my pipes. I mean, there's a blueberry bush growing through another part of it. Oh my god! Or is it a ras? It's a raspberry bush growing through part of it. It looks like there's a little rock that has, I don't know, grown. Do rocks even grow? That's a good question do rocks grow? It seems like they just erode, right? They don't grow. Well, I wouldn't put it past anything on my property right now. A rock is growing into the plumbing system, and all hell's breaking loose. So I went and got an Impossible Whopper at Burger King. It's riding shotgun with me right now. I had a great time. I also had to go to Home Depot, which I normally... Normally, don't go to Home Depot, and, and honestly, right now, I'll be honest with you guys. I don't know if Home Depot's on the shit list. If I need to cancel them too, I really don't even know. But if they are, I will do so after tonight because the problem is, I needed a weed whacker in order to get to this part of the area where I don't know everything's going to be excavated tomorrow. And the guy asked me if I a weed whacker, and I said no. And then I offered up to go buy one, and so I had to go to Home Depot. It's the only place open this late at night. Um. Yeah, i have this major appointment tomorrow, right when everybody's going to be digging up everywhere in my yard, I've got to go to this appointment that I can't miss. So I'm going to have our house unlocked for the plumber and a whole bunch of people running around doing all this shit. I've got Frankie in the house and I've got to go. I can't even be there, but I have to be there. So you guys, how does anybody do life properly? I don't know how people do it. It goes back to Ann Boyer. It goes back to There Are Two Types of People by Ann Boyer, who I've read many times on this show. I've read that thing. I'm going to read it again if I remember, if I listen to this before I start posting this episode. It should be an Ann Boyer week. Oh, God. Remember when I got to see her in Pomona or at Pomona College or whatever? And I got to see her read, and I told you guys it was one of the most moving things I've ever seen in my entire life. Best ever reading I've ever gone to. Because readings are real hit and miss, people especially when it comes to poets. Let's face it. It's either one of the most beautiful uh, like awe-inspiring things of all time or or you want to throw yourself off of a moving out of a mo- moving vehicle because you just wasted your time being so uncomfortable. It's actually kind of fun when things are bad. All these new young poets, they just look at their phone. Uh, That really bothers me. I'm going to be honest with you guys. All you guys out there, there's a lot of poets who listen to this show. And I got to say, can you not print shit out? And and don't whine and tell me you don't have a printer. There are libraries, people. And most libraries, when you get a library card, will allow you like 500 sheets per month. Mine does. That's what I do a lot. So listen. Just do the right thing. Don't read me your poetry from your phone. Oh, maybe it's older people who do it too. I'm getting upset. See, guys, I'm in a bad, I'm in a bad state right now. I'm losing my marbles. When this start, there was a little start to this before Damien left, and he was like, "I'm gonna have to check you in a mental hospital." I actually hit my head against the wall several times, and I wasn't joking. I like it was actually a serious moment, like a frightening moment. The last time I did that was when I thought, or actually it did happen, when my cat Kenny. Um, ran out of the house and I didn't know it and she'd never been outside since I had her as a kitten and she was lost for three or four days and it was the worst oh my god I can't even think about it without almost throwing up anyway I was hitting my head against the wall really hard seeing stars and I just did it again so that's what's going on but the plumber is nice the plumber who discovered all of this and he even gave me a hug we gave each other a hug he said I mean I was losing my shit in front of him And he could tell, and then I started crying about my liver functions. And he's like, You know, no offense if not, but if you need a hug, I'm here for you. And I was like, Oh my God. He said it even nicer than that. I don't know how he said it, but Aaron, you don't listen, but Aaron, you're out there living your life, being awesome. And I thank you for that. And to anybody, you know, people, I know people are weird about, like, I think he could tell by the way I've been acting over the last couple of days, like, I'm clearly a person who's totally fine with hugging one another. Like I'm, I'm, I need hugs all the time. I want to hug everybody. Not everybody, but a lot of people, a lot of people I want to hug. I've told you though, the fatter, the better with the hugs. I would prefer to hug large people. Okay. There's a lot of things that are better about larger people. And that is one of them. So anyway, God, it just reminds me of my grandma. Every time I start talking about this, I I tell you guys, my grandma had enormous boobs and I mean just outrageously big and she was a little bit round herself as the years went on and I mean hugging that woman was the greatest she smelled good she felt good she was she was my hero she'll always be my hero and I wish I had so much more time with her luckily I was in my late 20s so I got her for a long time but that's it should have been longer it should have been a lot longer. But there was something in her house that gave her cancer. I mean, that's the scariest thing, too. You just, like, don't know what you're living with. You guys, I I can't live like this anymore, knowing how much danger is around every corner. All right, all right. I got to take a not I can't can't even breathe. But I I am going to breathe in order to inhale this Burger King. Okay, I love you. Bye. (sighs) Okay, so we're going to be reading, celebrating Pride Month, we're going to be reading an LGBTQ... Poet named Elsa Gidlow. She's also a philosopher. Now, the thing was, is that I love this. Being on the list at poets.org, where you get, you know, your, I think, daily or weekly poem a day. So poem a day, which is, um, I guess, through the Academy of American Poets. And you can sign up easily on their website, which I highly recommend. So the other day, Sunday... I, you know, and I read these every time I get them and I'll be honest, I've said this before, I'm, you know, they're not supposed to be for me. So, you know, they're, they're for everybody. So of course we all have our own preferences, but it's very rare these days that I get moved by one of these and and curious about whoever the writer is. But this one that came in on Sunday uh, by Elsa Gidlow definitely intrigued me and I liked it. And then I read her bio, which said, Elise. I mean, Elsie Alice Gidlow, born on December 29, 1898, in Hull, Yorkshire, England, was a poet and journalist. She was the author of many titles, including On a Gray Thread, believed to be the first collection of openly lesbian love poetry published in North America. And she died in June of 1986. So then I kept doing a little research. I mean, nothing, I I, I, ha, I haven't had time to like fully dig in, but I cannot wait to buy and read Elsa. I come with my songs, the autobiography of Elsa Gidlow. This was published in 86. And it is said that it is, what did they say on here about it? Mm, well, that, it is the first complete life lesbian autobiography published where the author outs herself as, and does not employ a pseudonym. So how, what a relief is that? I mean, how many times for those of us who read autobiographies of people known to be, you know, um, LGBTQ and they just had to put initials and they had to fake their names. So it's so, sorry about that <laughs> email noise. I'm waiting... You guys don't even not want to know what I'm in the middle of right now. Um, earlier in the podcast, I probably will have taught or did talk about, I don't know, since I'm doing these in chunks and in collage form, I don't know what I've said to you, but long story short, I'm waiting for my plumber to call and it's a big deal. So, um, so Elsa Gidlow, I'm I'm a fan already. I read as much as I could about her briefly throughout the week and I want to get into it, and I want to know if any of you guys have ever read. I mean, I have a huge LGBTQ plus listenership, um, which, of course, I'm so happy with. And, of course, um, it makes sense since I support the Trevor Project and all sorts of other things um, that are supportive of LGBTQ rights. And it's a big, big deal on this podcast, and it has been since the beginning, as you know. Uh, And so I'm honored to be able to um, celebrate this month with you all and to become friends with so many of you. And, you know, it's always been a big deal to me. Uh, I've always been in every single club you could get into at every school I've ever been in, (laughs) even when there was like two of us in high school. Another, Another club I was in, I don't know what we called it, but it was, you know, it was basically the gay club back then is kind of what you called it. And there was only one out gay boy in our high school. And he and I were obviously like really close and had so much fun together. Anyway, the thing is, is that we're reading Elsa Gidlow right now. So why don't we get to it? Where are we? Okay. Of a certain friendship, odd how you entered my house quietly quietly left again. While you stayed, you ate at my table, slept in my bed. There was much sweetness, yet little was done, little said. After you left, there was pain. Now there is no more pain. But the door of a certain room in my house will always be shut. Your fork, your plate, the glass you drank from, the music you played, are in that room with the pillow where you're... Where last your head was laid, and there is one place in my garden where it's best that I set no foot. There you go, this poem is in the public domain, uh, just an FYI, but it appeared on um, in the book On a Gray Thread, uh, published in 1923. And the photo I found of her is badass, man. She's got some amazing necklaces on, and her hair is done in this really beautiful way, pulled back from her head. Her face is awesome. Everything about it seems awesome. I also looked up some images of Anna Gray Thread and what it looked like when it was first published. It's so beautiful. Okay, you guys, that's it for that. All right, you guys, I guess this is the end. I appreciate all that you are, all that you do. I really appreciate you listening. If you can, go ahead and rate and review this podcast, especially if you like it on Apple Podcasts or Google Play or wherever wherever you do that. Um, God bless all the plumbers. God bless working indoor plumbing. You know, I've always said indoor plumbing is my favorite invention. Every time somebody asks which is so often about my favorite invention. It is working indoor or just indoor plumbing, not working indoor plumbing. <laughs> Although yeah, working is preferred. So hug each other like Aaron hugged me. Sorry for the bad audio. Sorry for the high-pitched freak out voice, my sinus voice, all my voices this week, none of which were good. Wear comfortable shoes. Uh, I learned that later in life too and It's not worth it wearing those thin-ass sandals. Um, Get cozy. Attend to your nightstand and attend to your desires. I love you guys. Pray for me. I pray for you. I love you.